Hey guys, it's Rachel here. And if you're new to my podcast, hi, welcome to the Rachelo podcast. I'm very glad to have you. And by the way, I want to thank all of you. We just hit a little over 500 plays on this podcast. And I'm grateful to every one of you that keeps on tuning in, that shares my podcast to your friends, your family, that subscribes, sends me messages. Like it means so much to me. When I started this podcast last year, I just wanted a voice for myself and for other people that might be struggling because I'm, if you know me, you know I'm a terrible speaker. Like people think, oh, she has a podcast, that means she loves to talk. That's a very big lie, actually. I don't like to talk. I don't talk a lot. So starting this podcast like was my own way of pushing myself to speak more i'm more comfortable when i write so i wanted to like how i put it i wanted to get that footing where i was comfortable just talking i considered youtube but eh. (laughs) so yeah a podcast was easier because i didn't have to be looking into a camera screen you get me so that was why i started this podcast and so far it's been great like the responses i've gotten from this podcast it just really blew my mind thank you all so much i am so grateful so on to today's topic i'm just going to be doing a recap of the whole year you know 2019 is almost over and we are grateful like we meeting me and I'm very sure a lot of people out there are just grateful to have seen this year through because I won't say it was a tough year because I really had some really good times. So, but I mean, it's not easy to live 365 days. It's not even easy to live one day you get because life just comes at you in so many ways. I've been AWOL like a lot this past few months because a lot has been going on in my life and now that we are at the end of the year i'm just like excited i'm ready for 2020 i'm ready for the new beginnings it brings and like i'm just i'm ready to keep it moving you get so to recap the year 2019 honestly started out like with a lot of uncertainty for me every year I go into the like new year with new year resolutions like things I want to do so I already had my resolutions right but I was also going into the year with a lot of uncertainties especially with my admissions um, if you've been following me for a while you know that I have been looking to get admission outside Nigeria because I wanted to study outside Nigeria I wanted a better education for myself and like it just wasn't coming i graduated high school in secondary school look at me being all bougie <laughs> anyways i graduated from secondary school in 2016 and i at the beginning of this year i didn't have any sure admission and even if i got those admissions i needed to get a scholarship you know and like at this point i had already promised myself that this 2019 was the last time i would try because i've been writing the sats i've been taking all these tests and i was drained i, I was just drained so i was entering 2019 with the love of a lot of uncertainty 
like i was like if this thing doesn't work out this year i'm doomed so you know like you you just get that feeling but i was also hopeful like because the a year before i had prayed i was like god a year from now i'll be talking about my testimony like july 2018 i remember it very clearly i wrote it down i was like by this time next year i'll be talking about a testimony like that i have an admission into a good school so it happened for me like i won't even go through all the details and everything but as the year progressed i got admissions i was just waiting for that one scholarship you know like a scholarship came but it wasn't still enough and these schools i was applying to are schools in america and you know how the nigerian dollar um, i said the nigerian dollar <laughs> the nigerian naira is like a dollar to a naira is like 360 i don't know if it has increased or if it has reduced but at that time it was 360 and that's a lot i mean i need a huge sc- I, I was looking for like full scholarships or close to that because i really couldn't pay either way so getting admissions was just one part of the struggle it was getting those admi- um, scholarships to pay for my tuition into these schools and so as the admissions kept coming but i wasn't seeing scholarships like there was a time i literally just lost hope i was like this is not going to happen and i was always so sad and i i I felt myself getting depressed about the whole situation because you know when you do something over and over again and it's just not working out you just start to feel like you're not good enough and i was at that point where i was like maybe i'm just not good enough at this thing maybe i'm terrible at it blah 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 i was beginning to beat myself up about it you know so one day this other scholarship comes in and like it's this school i've been hoping on for so long and then i look at the scholarship price and it's still not enough i have like over fifteen thousand dollars to pay who, who am i <laughs> like who am i to be paying fifteen thousand dollars every year i can't afford that fam so i have to pass that by and this was the last like at that point this was like my last option because no other school was coming to save me so when this school came in and i had that fifteen thousand left to pay i was heartbroken like i was like oh my god oh my god this isn't going to work for me this is not going to work for me and i I lost it. I was like, wow. So this is how my life has just, this is how my life is going to be. That's what I was thinking, you know? So I was like, okay, let's just start looking at schools in Nigeria. That was where my mind was going already because I didn't expect it to work anymore. Then like all of a sudden, this other school that I totally forgot I even applied to, sends me the application my my like my decision i mean and they tell me i get this whole scholarship and we look at the price and it's something we can pay and you know it's just a whole turnaround and all of a sudden it this was in june (laughs) this was in june like applications and their decisions ended in may mostly and this decision came out in june farm i was i was delighted i can't even tell you how i felt you know when you've lost all hope and all of from nowhere from nowhere one 
opportunity you'd not see from anywhere just comes and this just you need to understand that i've been applying to schools for three years for three years steadily every single year i go through the application process i write sats i make a common app account open another college board account i pay application fees every single year and like i can't explain the joy i kept everything low-key because at that point i was like if it doesn't work out i don't want so many people to know i failed (laughs) so when it worked out i was honestly wow wow i can't i can't i can't anyways long story short that was like when my high started i got my i went for my visa interview it was good i got the visa i got my i20 booked my flights and packed my bags and i was out of nigeria and it was it, this is my dream like you need to understand that since i was little like i used to discuss this thing with my dad my dad used to tell me how he didn't want me to school in nigeria because he wanted better education for all like his children so he would tell him like we'll just be talking and i was always like oh how i want to school in london like we're just making jokes and you need to understand that this was always my dream and it was happening i cried in the plane let me just tell you now when i was traveling i i could it was like someone should just pinch me because I was like, am I really leaving this country? Am I really leaving you with Buhari? <laughs> but yeah, I came to America and it was it was a dream come true. Like I, I achieved that dream. At least it was one thing to tick off my list. Then, I mean, I got to school and it was a whole new environment. I had to start learning how to adapt. Now, this is where the story changes slightly because, you know, living in Nigeria is a breath of fresh air. Let's all just agree that it is because Nigeria can be very stifling and very suffocating, especially when you're a student. I hear my friends talk about their experiences in school and I'm like, whoa, that can't be me. <laughs> I cannot go through that. Call me an Ajebota, but I can't. I cannot come out. Why should I keep myself like that? Anyways, but I get to America and I get to my school. I go to Philander Smith College now. And I get to my school and I have to learn how to adapt. My school is a HBCU. Like, that's a historically black college and university. And I have to learn how to adapt to the food adapt to the way people talk let me tell you eh, it's not all rosy nothing in life is ever just simple and shiny let me everybody should know that by now my first week like my first week of classes i wasn't hearing anything my lecturers were saying and this is i, I didn't grow up sheltered you know i watch american movies i like I one would think I'll be fine, but I went for my classes and I wasn't he- like I wasn't hearing a thing. There was a class, my biology class. I sat in front of the class. I always sit in front so I could hear the lectures. And I didn't hear anything this lady said. I had to go and meet her after the class to be like during her office hours to be like, I'm sorry. Could you explain what you said? Because I didn't hear you. Not like 
it was it was a hassle and you have the whole um trying to adapt apart from, like trying to adapt to apart from trying to adapt to what your teachers are saying trying to adapt to what other students are saying like you want to be able to communicate right so the accent is different i can hear them when i'm talking to them per se but then when you keep on having to tell someone or when someone keeps on telling you sorry can you repeat yourself can you repeat yourself it gets tiring like you know you don't you're just tired <laughs> you're like oh, oh why imagine you're you're talking to me and i'm like eh i did not hear that one can you repeat yourself and i say this thing like 100 times you will lose interest and that was how it was like i had to adapt, i had to adapt to their food oh my god i'm saying oh my god because that was like the biggest till now that's even still the challenge for me uh, first of all i'm already a picky eater even in nigeria i'm very picky my mom is always saying it i'm very picky with the things i eat and then i get here and i cannot recognize like 80 percent of the food that you're giving me in the cafeteria i'm like what's all this did i come here to starve is is, is that what my life is going to be like so <laughs> it was it was and you think like uh, why is she complaining i mean she's in america but everyone has their struggles you know these were things i was going through and i mean it's a whole new environment i don't know anybody here i do not know any single soul i'm alone so is it, imagine you know okay if any one of you listening went to boarding school imagine your first day in boarding school your very first day when your parents came at least your parents even dropped you off i went to like I had to travel a load and I know like I'm grown. I'm not, it's not as if I'm 11 years old or something, but still, I'm still a human being, Sha. And it was the whole process. I had to navigate it alone. And most of the time it was very lonely for me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I had my friends to talk to, but my friends are in Nigeria. So, it was and you know when you're talking to people back in nigeria you they expect it to be better how would i put it coming from nigeria to america first of all is a big deal nobody really wants to hear eh, i cannot hear my teachers and eh, the food is not good i mean you're in america you're in the whole america you're not meant to be complaining about these things you know so <clears throat> there were times like i won't even lie that i got homesick not homesick for nigeria per se but homesick for nigerian food people that could hear me people i could speak pigeon with my brothers my baby brother especially like lying on my bed you know things you're familiar with i got homesick for those kind of things and i had to but you know you suck it up because it's life i mean there's nobody to live this life for me and let's not forget it was my dream to always come here so somehow somehow i had to make the best of my situation you know then like so that was the whole adapting process for me the hardest part oh my god the hardest part was um the food i always say it was the food to be honest because Ah, there were days I would go to the cafeteria and I would look and I'm like, what? They were okay, let me tell you one funny story. So there was this day I went to the cafeteria and because it's like a serve yourself kind of thing. So you go and you serve yourself with the food that is available. Like there are different kinds of food. You pick the one you want and you go and eat. 
so there was something there and i was like oh what's this and they told me it was yam and I, it actually looked like yam porridge and i was so excited i was like oh my god yam porridge oh my god nigerian food finally and i take a very large serving of this yam porridge and i go to the table and i sit down very eager to eat my food <laughs> fam i take one bite of this thing and i almost vomit first of all it's sugary can we just talk about like can, can we address why these americans like sugar they put sugar in their chicken they put sugar in their porridge they put sugar in their rice like everything is sugary if it's not sugar they are putting is honey or some sweet thing like why 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 so anyways i take a bite of this porridge and i'm i am very close to throwing up because it's sugary first of all and it is not yam they told me it was yam porridge that thing was not yam it was i don't know what it was till today i do not know but i can swear that it was not yam so <laughs> when i go to the cafeteria and i cannot recognize what is in the um what they are being served or what we are being served rather i'm not going to take it because every single time i've said let me try a food i have ended up regretting it there was one time they were serving something that looked like burritos oh my god even thinking about it now i want to start crying because that food it was a whole mess and every the funny thing is that every other person like the indigenous like the americans be eating it with so much relish licking their like almost licking their plates very nicely eating their food i'm like is it the same food we carried but i get that it's just an ethnic shift and like or rather culture shift and i mean it's not like, like i grew up it's not this thing so it's normal for them and it's not normal for me that's understandable then what else i okay let me not complain about everything there were some really first of all there were some really mind-blowing things like it was so good first of all the constant electricity like you know how in nigeria we always press to charge your phone i want to charge my phone i want to charge my phone here you can literally leave your phone and later come back and charge it like and because the light is is 24 7. it took a while for me to get used to that like even in my house i know we used to get constant light like most days of the week but i had never i have never experienced constant 24 7 light it was who it was very very intriguing <laughs> Look, I sound like a village girl, but it was very intriguing, and I was like, "Oh my god, these people don't even know." And that's the funny thing: the people here, because they are so used to constant lights, constant Wi-Fi. Like to them now, it's a right. But me, I'm coming from Nigeria, and so to me, it's a privilege. You see, so I see things so differently. The constant Wi-Fi. You know how? I don't know if you'll be following me. You know how I complain about spending data. When I was in Nigeria, in a month, I could spend over 10k, 10,000 naira on data alone. But here, there's Wi-Fi almost everywhere. There's the school Wi-Fi. The school has two different Wi-Fi for students. When you go to restaurants, when you go to a Starbucks or Burger King, McDonald's, <clears throat> any of these popular restaurants, there's Wi-Fi. When you go to the bank, there's Wi-Fi. <laughs> I mean, there's Wi-Fi almost everywhere. So you, you you're not suffering you're not you're really no what's that <laughs> and it was 
it was it, it was really interesting like i was like this world living is like you know when we in nigeria where you have to suffer and struggle for everything like things will work here when you're in a system that works and a system that works for you it's so different than being in nigeria in a system that is working against you I, sometimes i just sit down i'm like hey so if i didn't get this scholarship and i didn't get this admission i would still be in nigeria now probably in unm because that was like my mom's choice for me <clears throat> and that was where she wanted me to go to so i'll probably have been in unn and hey you know like it's those times i'm like richard don't even try to complain don't even try to complain so it's as i said i had a mix of the good and the bad the good the, the good was like coming here and seeing how things work like obviously there are problems but <clears throat> for the most part it's not anything i've not experienced before like hmm let me say the only thing I know experience like one of the things I not really expect was the way the how ignorant people were. Because I got here and I'm getting questions like, Oh, um, do you have roads in Nigeria? What kind of houses do you have? What do you use to build your houses? Do you know what a car is? I'm like, This is the 21st century farm. What do you think we used to move about? Horse, carriage? What? like what do you mean like sometimes they ask like when i first got to the school i had people asking me this question i was like i was so confused I, the first day i met my roommate's parents like um because i she heard i was nigerian i was from africa and you know how you talk to a three-year-old so they understand what you're saying like oh you know how you 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 know how you like baby someone right and that's how they were talking to me because they didn't know i spoke english so when i spoke english to them it was like oh my god oh you can speak english i'm like wow wow so because i'm from africa i can't speak english that's that's what you're trying to say i'm like do people still have this these ideas of africa and nigeria and like we have Ghanaians, we have people for, like there's there are other international students and they get asked the same thing it's crazy it's so crazy the, <laughs> what do you mean by do we know do i know what a car is when i had to show them a picture of like what my house looks like they were so surprised that we could like build with cement i'm like oh jesus christ it was it was a revelation it was like like these people can be really stupid but in part i don't blame them because then when you watch the news and they are showing some country in africa they're always showing huts and a very large desert or grassland i'm like not everywhere in africa is like this farm like what do you mean what are you trying to and they make it seem like everywhere is like that like we we fetch water from the well and we don't have electricity we move around on horses and we speak some form of archaic language they, like i'm very sure some people even believe that we don't wear clothes like we dress in leaves or something it's a very barbaric idea and view but is is literally the way people other people or many other people see us 
and at first i was angry i was like wow even with how much like you have internet you can really really browse these things but then i really i won't say i can't blame them but at the same time i think i understand why they would think like that is what they keep depicting africa as and if you're listening to this podcast and you're not from africa and you had an idea that africa was this place where uh they used to live in the stone age please like please we, we don't live that way it's not like that we know what internet is we know what roads are cars houses bridges name it we have it it's, we have it it's fine please my cousin was telling me because i had a cousin that schooled here and she was telling me that the first time she came to her school someone asked her if she lived on a tree i was like a tree what are we monkeys what that's so that's so insulting i could not even deal but anyways i digress <clears throat> so back to the recap of my year school was good my school year was i mean i could have applied myself more in many places but most times i was in my room watching korean drama sleeping studying <laughs> that was my life and i mean maybe next semester i will try to apply myself more like i know i could have done better in terms of going for school activities relating with other people but eh, i'll try i'll I'll really try i will try next semester try and be in the keyword fine during finals week when finals week came was like when i went off off like i really really stopped using whatsapp i stopped using instagram or anything and my phone started acting up more than it normally acts up and my life was just anyhow i finished my finals i felt sick for like two weeks i was having this terrible fever like it was so bad i was burning up i was dizzy no appetite like there was even this particular day i thought i was going to die no jokes i thought it was that bad and because i don't have health insurance or i don't have enough health insurance to go to a hospital here i didn't know what to do because i don't i, I don't i didn't know what was wrong with me i didn't know the kind of drugs to take i didn't know where to start from i didn't know who to talk to that kind of thing so i was like this is it i'm going to die (laughs) but thankfully i got the right drugs and i'm better now i'm way better now like you know how when you're well you never really think about being sick and then when you're sick it's like you can't even remember what being well is like so it's i really pray no one feels that way i never want to feel that way i felt when i was sick because i couldn't walk down like if i walked down the stairs it would be like i ran for 30 miles streets if that's possible because i'll be panting so hard i was so weak all the time i stopped going to the gym i haven't been in the gym i hadn't been in gym to like two months i'm really just glad like that that phase is over so i got better i got better i'm way better now i went to the gym day before yesterday i think 
and i was so weak but don't worry we'll build up our strength again so my year like there are a lot of things i didn't mention but i wanted to tell you how my life as a college student is like normally let me just tell you how my daily routine is i wake up in the morning uh, my earliest class is by 8 a.m i go for my class my classes rather because from 8 a.m to like 2 p.m i'm normally having classes I go for my classes then um if i have to work i work then study then sleep sorry then eat then sleep then with other things like beating and be talking to some people here and there but that was literally my life it was a very monotonous life i cannot come and give you gist as one college student because i really that's what i mean what's what i mean by i didn't apply myself this semester i was just i was just reading studying 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 that was all i was doing but uh, i'm just i'm glad the semester is over fam this semester was uh you had these good and bad times too Maybe one day I would really sit down. I wanted to, I want, I want like after I'm done with my first year, like my first and second semester, I'll tell you about being a college student, how it's like, like coming from Nigeria to America and being a college student, relating to people and everything, because that's going to be a long story, people. <laughs> it's going to be a long story. But now, like the holidays are here, Christmas was fine, and, um, I'm currently staying with a friend like my holidays have just been pretty chill and right now i'm ready for the new year like i've written down what i want to achieve at the end of 2020 and i'm i'm just ready to go you know i'm ready <laughs> um 2019 taught me a lot like it taught me that it taught me to be patient it taught me that sometimes the things you want take longer to come to you and you just need to keep sight of like the end goal don't lose faith don't lose hope in yourself just keep pushing 2019 taught me to be strong it taught me to be more like loyal to be my friends because i've always not had friends around me like i lived in portacourt school in abuja i went to school in abuja so like my friends were scattered all around but like moving to a whole different country really taught me that people do you know that thing where they say people are never too busy to make time for you it's literally the truth because even being in a whole new country whole different time zone having school work on top of everything trying to adapt when my friends i like i made time for my friends i always made time for my friends because i know how much i love and i cherish these people i cherish cherish these people yeah so i always made time for them so 2019 really taught me like that like you know when you love someone you always just find a way to show it like it's not that you'll be there 24 7 but even if it's just to check in once in a while like set time aside for a call that kind of thing it doesn't have to you don't have to break the bank or anything just show them that you're there and you still care about them and you still remember them that's it so 2019 really taught me how to keep in touch with people how to um show my friendship like 
I've, I, I like to think I've always been a good friend, but it really taught me to be a better friend this year. Even like with the whole distance, how to balance being there for my friends and everything. 2019 taught me that you can handle most of what life gives you. Yeah, like I would say... I won't say you can handle everything because some things are just things some things that you're giving that you really can't carry alone well most of what life gives you would be tough but you can handle it so you just need to find that inner strength in you you you'd you can handle it yeah so 2019 really taught me that it's i grew a lot <clears throat> i mean this 2019 i saw a lot of push in my business and i know i had to um really tone it down especially when i came here because i i i found it very hard to balance being a fitness coach and being a college student i had i had to it came to a point where i had to choose either one or the other and i mean i came all the way here i could i had to choose being a college student so yeah but i'm working on something where i can balance but next semester but 2019 also taught me like that i no matter what experiences or circumstances i find myself in i am much more than what people would say like everything anything how would i put it everything i am is what i believe i am like what people say i am doesn't really matter if i don't give any meaning to it because i know like even when I started my business, people were always talking, oh, Rachel, who does she think she is? Making money, blah, 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 spending it on Instagram. It was always so funny to me when I heard it. Then getting into school, I don't know if it's true or not, but I'll hear that people will be like, eh, who does she think she is? So she now went abroad to study, so we should do what, blah, blah, blah. She's feeling herself. She's too proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's concerning me? What's my business? That one is really your own problem. So, like, I never really allowed those things to get to me. Like, people said I was proud, blah, blah, blah. But I know I'm not proud, you know? I kn- I really know I'm not a proud person. So, all those things they were saying, Nadem Sabi, it was not my business. If you think I'm proud, whoa, carry go. So, like, I could, I was, it, I, how would I put it? Hmm. 2019 taught me that only me could define me other people what other people said could not define who i was because nobody at the end of the day nobody knows me better than i know me so you cannot come and tell me something about me again it's not possible yet so yeah 2019 really taught me that i'm really ready for all the lessons 2020 will bring each year that comes by i just realize something new about myself like i look at myself years back and i look at myself now and i can see at every stage how i've grown as a bigger person like from who i used to be to who i am now and i'm actually very proud of myself and my growth and that's what i want for everyone listening to this podcast right now i want you all to grow i want you all to like just be bigger be better you get and now i'm seeing that this podcast episode has run on too long wow so i'm going i'm just going to stop it here and i hope everyone has an excellent new year like a lovely 2020 i wish you all the best good luck fam
bye have and i'll see you oh i forgot to say this i will see you all next time and yeah everyone stay safe bye